this is Carrie from BFG, and you're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Timmy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Wait for it. Jeeps. Finally. damn it. it Jeeps! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Tony, and uh, you know, it looks like I'm going to be wheeling alone. <gasps> Not a good idea. Hey, my fellow Jeeper, I'm Josh, and there's a good chance I may let one of the voices in my head loose on the show tonight. Hey there, I'm Tammy, and I finally solved the mystery of my stolen D-ring. <laughs> you know, uh, Josh, speaking of voices in your head, uh, not everybody knows that you and Nikki G are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little <laughs> little known uh, secret here at the show. <laughs> hey, Josh, what's coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show? Glad you asked, Tammy. We got a chock-full show tonight. We got Brian from Route 16. He's going to be uh, back with the show and hanging out to chat with us and uh, talk about everything that's going on in the Route 16 world. This week in Jeep, we're going to hear why several hundred Jeeps were found parked on the side of the road. We're going to hear some dating advice that relates to Jeeps, actually, and we're going to be letting you know about how you can win a very special Jeep Gladiator pickup. Tammy is going to go full Nancy Drew in Wrangler Talk. She may have finally <laughs> solved the mystery of the missing D-ring, as we just heard. Nikki G is going to grace us with his presence in a way that only he can get away with. We've got a whole lot more show coming up, so sit, sit tight. Stick around. Nancy Drew, timely reference, Josh. Timely, timely reference. reference. <laughs> timely reference. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And this week in Jeep is, of course, brought to you by Amazon.com. If you didn't already know about Amazon's super awesome selection and pricing on virtually any part or accessory for your Jeep, then I'd likely be blowing your mind right now by telling you that Amazon has just about anything for your Jeep. Yes, your Jeep. And you can help support the show by bring, buying your next Jeep part through Amazon and the Jeep Talk Show. Just go to our site, jeeptalkshow.com, and look for the big Amazon logo. Clicking on that will take you right to Amazon's site, and anything you purchase over the next 24 hours will have a small percentage donated to help out the show. The best part? You don't pay a red cent more. So, if you want to help support the show, just click on the Amazon button on our site, and happy shopping. You know, Josh, it just it just uh, dawned on me. Brian's sitting there going, "What the hell? Why Amazon? Why not Route One Six? <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that too, and I was like, "Well, this probably isn't just the best read live read for who we got on the show tonight." But <laughs> but it's it's a uh, Amazon supports the show every week. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, last week we opened the show with a little bit of sad news. We told you of the one solitary death in the recent STEM school shooting in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. The life that was taken was that of 18-year-old Kendrick Castillo, who was shot to death while taking down one of two gunmen. Kendrick was an avid jeeper and a bright young man with his whole life ahead of him. It seems everybody who knew him absolutely loved him. One of his best friends, Charles, said Kendrick never hesitated to help others. Jeeping brought Kendrick and Charles together. In fact, they worked on their Jeeps together, and Kendrick was the inspiration for Charles and others to lift their Jeeps, get CB radios, go camping, get all customized on their own rigs. Kendrick made quite an impression at his school and in his local Jeep community. 
So much so that on the day of his funeral, there was a procession of literally over hundreds of Jeeps that led his hearse to the cemetery where he would be laid to rest. Catherine Fanaro, founder of Colorado Jeep Girls, told a, lo a local news affiliate that once the Jeep community had heard that Kendrick was a Jeeper, it just sort of spread like wildfire. Catherine said she was able to get approval for 600 Jeepers to participate in the procession. However, more than 800 <laughs> said they That's planned great. to attend. And Jeepers from across the state and beyond came together in Highlands Ranch, Colorado earlier this week and literally lined Colorado Boulevard to pay tribute to the young man who will forever be remembered as a hero. To further help make this possible, Colorado's Governor Jared Polis had declared May 15th Kendrick Castillo Day. Rest in peace, Kendrick. Your bravery won't be forgotten. Outstanding. And, you know, I know it doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with taking away the death aspect of this. But to die a hero, saving other people, saving your peers, I, you know, I, I can't think of a better way to go. I mean, um, <laughs> it's, I don't want to leave, but if I, you know, I, I can't just stand by and allow these things to happen. And it's just, right. just amazing. And, and Tammy, I'll just mention, Cherokee is the only Jeep that has hero in the name. Oh. Of course. And that's what he drove. Well, are you single? Maybe a Jeep might help your current situation. Ooh. If you're tired of swiping right all day and getting no bites on your dating profile, well, allow us to help with some solid automotive consumer advice. Put a Jeep in one or more of your photos. According to dating site Zeusk, which in conjunction with the website Ask Men, analyzed more than 15 million online dating photos of men and women, images that included Jeep-boosted messages from potential conquests by, get this, a whopping 243%. Look, of all the shameless things that you could try and pull in order to <laughs> score a date, making sure a Jeep is in the background of a photo seems like the easiest and least sleazy of all. But what kind of Jeep does this study really refer to? Well, it doesn't specify exactly, but I think it would be safe to say that skipping, say, maybe a Compass or a Renegade and trying something truly Jeepy like a Wrangler with a new Gladiator pickup might garner a few more results. Whatever you do, stay far, far away from the now-defunct Patriot. It just doesn't add up. <laughs> Even if it does get you a date, do you really want to go out with a person who was impressed by a stock Jeep Patriot? Yeah, no, me either. Anyway, we assume the Jeep Boost comes from the brand's outdoorsy image. Everyone likes to think they're adventurous, or at least thinks that they want an adventurous partner with <clears throat> adventurous tastes. Just be careful what you wish for, and maybe boost that cardio a bit before updating your profile, just in case. <laughs> That's hilarious. 243%. <laughs> I would think that uh, a Jeep uh, in the, uh, the background... Uh, a, a dog, a nice dog there with you, not in the background, but w with you. And a stripper pole would be three of the things that you would uh, be a, a, a benefit. Uh, <laughs> 243%. I don't even think a roofie could improve your odds that much. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby's going, man, I should have bought a Jeep. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so what is it? What's the difference between the swiping right and swiping left? It has to do with looking or moving on or uh, something? Uh, one uh, one is is like um, uh, if you, if you sw if you swipe to the left it, it, it's yes if you swipe to the right it's no or vice versa I don't freaking know all right I I, I don't I don't participate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we've got some other news here uh, coming up. And you know, you know how I like to announce like giveaways and big contests and, and stuff like that, especially when it's like from a good cause or, or from a reputable company or something like that. Well, Nexen Tire, they've been around for a long time. And the Purple Heart Foundation, I'm sure that's going to ring some bells, are doing a big gladiator giveaway. For those who make it their mission to keep others safe and secure, Nexen Tires would like to humbly give back. Nexon Tire is honoring Purple Heart recipients with the Nexon Hero Jeep Gladiator Giveaway Program in partnership with the Purple Heart Foundation. To honor the sacrifices of men and of our men and women in uniform who have made uh, for us for our safety and our freedom, they want to honor a Purple Heart recipient recipient with a custom Purple Heart 2020 Jeep Gladiator outfitted with Rodian MTX Nexon tires. You want to want to get in on this? You have to nominate a Purple Heart recipient that you know that was wounded in combat, and they will be entered to win a custom 2020 Jeep Gladiator. Enter online at nexentireusa.com slash nexenhero, and we'll, of course, have that link in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. If you got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Any number of ways to reach out to us, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how. Hey, coming up a little bit later in the show and maybe even throughout the show, interview with Brian from Route 16 Off-Road. He's here and we'll be hanging out. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, first part of our used Jeep buying guide. Excellent idea, Josh. Very good idea. I like that. Wish I could take credit. You should. Nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Be sure to check out the 4x4radionetwork.com today. You'll find the On the Trail podcast there. Cody is putting out new episodes of Trail Chasers. And the Center Steer podcast is a lot of fun, too. And for the less Jeep-specific off-road show that's fun to listen to, check out the 4x4 podcast. Tons of great off-road shows. It's all for free. And it's all at the 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, looking for a way to support the show? Maybe you just want to help get the word out about the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Either way, the Jeep Talk Show has you covered. Literally, with official Jeep Talk Show gear. From hoodies to keep you covered to tank tops that show off a little more, we've got it all. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash store and you'll find t-shirts, iPhone and Android cases, even yoga pants, all sorts of stuff. And it's all sporting the official Jeep Talk Show logo. Don't forget, if you get some JTS goodies... Be sure and share a picture on social media. We'd love to see you sporting our stuff. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So Tammy's not here with us tonight, but we have this very (laughs) lifelike simulation that we're going to give it a try so we can, you know, when she's not here, uh, perhaps replacing her whenever she's not here. Yes. Deep fake on the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> right. Artificial intelligence. So as you know, last weekend I drove six hours to Uari, North Carolina, where it All is- for nothing. I thought it was 36 <laughs> hours to Uari. I didn't, yeah, that's, that's something else. <laughs> um, and I hung out with Carolina Trails Off-Road and Brian with Route 16. And Nikki G was there and Frank. Um Lots oh, the whole of, fam Damley was there. Yeah, I know it was it was an amazing day. I <laughs> and the crazy <laughs> cousin. <laughs> yeah, there were lots of those. Um, so Friday we just you know hung out, had dinner. Um, some of us didn't have dinner. Um, 
Oh, and I man. already started, didn't you? <laughs> I know. I had to. Brian had a little steak mishap. There had to have been a McDonald's close by. Come on. He, I he did actually, go and get a burger eventually. Yes. You're right. Good. Yes. Um, so, and I we camped Friday night, and then Saturday we got up and we hit the trails. And it had been raining there. And also, um, last fall, they had a couple hurricanes go through. So, some of the trails weren't like they were when I went out there the first time. And it was a totally different experience because the terrain there is this like reddish, orangish clay. And when it gets wet, it's like driving on ice. Oh, yeah. Just like Texas. Southeast Texas, same way. And Oregon. I had a totally different experience. And um, the last time I went out, I did the three Ds, which are the three most difficult trails out there. And I did really good. This time I wanted to do the other trails that I didn't hit. And they're like the intermediate trails, but they became so different and, and a wheeling experience I've never had. Um, it was it was challenging to say the least. But before I go on to that, I want to quickly say I figured out who stole my D ring. <gasps> yes, and it the was the person stolen. that didn't lose that didn't tighten the pin. That's the person that no, stole it. No. And I know it for a fact because this person who is drives a red Cherokee with bald tires, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> he had his recovery strap on the front bumper and there were three silver D-rings. Now, rem- remember, my D-ring was silver when I first lost it. I painted them purple so no one would steal them. Um, but Nikki G had three silver D-rings on his Jeep. That seems like one too many. Yes, and I didn't figure this out. And Brian was Brian from Route One Six. He was an he was one of the accomplices in this second stolen D ring. Allegedly, <gasps> I, I think now, the story's a little you know that. So Nikki G was holding it for safekeeping. I provided a, oh, a, a, a photo for evidence was... to Tony tonight so he could see. <laughs> That's <laughs> safekeeping, and I was just ensuring that the other one didn't fall off. It was a recovery. Ah. It was a recovery, and yeah. there's waiting to give it back to you, Tim. No, no, no. So you know, you try and help somebody. I don't I know. know. <laughs> I know. We get it here. We get it here all the time. It was so funny, though, because before the driver's meeting, before we even got out on the trails, Nikki G, Brian, and then Jerry um, were all All got stuck. My- yeah, we're all standing around my, my Jeep and Nikki G's Jeep. We were parked next to each other. And Brian just kept staying in this one spot. And I'm like, was oblivious it's, um, until Sunday morning when I'm at home looking at my pictures. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a purple D-ring on Nikki G's Jeep. And they, I had no idea. I don't know when he took it off, when he put it back on my Jeep. But it was pretty funny. Um, if you go on my Facebook page, um, scroll through there, you'll see some of the the photos. Um, but they, yeah, it was a pretty good, pretty good trick. It was kind of like a NASCAR tire change. Just <laughs> yes, <laughs> that right. is awesome. You know, Tammy, I can't help but think that you you need to be better aware of your surroundings, especially when you're around nefarious yeah. individuals. <laughs> yes, I do. And also, all of a sudden, I'm looking at my Jeep, and I'm like, why is there a milk carton on my Jeep? <laughs> oh, no. 
Nikki G had made these um, laminated magnet stickers, and one was the milk carton with a picture of, or it said Jeep Mom, I think, and it had a picture of my missing D ring. Um, and then there's Bigfoot, um, a picture of Bigfoot carrying my D ring. So he had these little stickers all around my Jeep. It was pretty funny. And of course, I didn't, I could not come up with a good thing to do to Nikki G. But in the middle of a trail ride, I remembered I have these stickers they, that says Black Jeeps Rock and it has the seven slot grill and it says the Jeep Talk Show. So I, I stuck it on his red Jeep and I actually, he put magnets on my Jeep, but I actually put a sticker. Well, you know, the reason for Jeep. that, you, you know, the reason why it was magnetic, it has nothing to do with Nikki G. That's his windy. Wife. Yeah, it's yes, windy. His, windy wouldn't yes. let him make just a sticker. Right, right. I would have used one of those ones like the police use. So when you try to pull it off, it comes off in strips. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I stuck the Black Jeeps Rock. So now that's my plan is I have a whole bunch of these. So Tony, beware. Um, but back to the slick wet clay. Um, so Nikki G's a couple Jeeps behind me on the trail ride, and Brian is at the very end. He's the tail gunner. Um, and we're if you've ever been to Uwari, there's a lot of like little hills in this red clay, and all of a sudden the Jeeps behind me stop, and I'm like, oh no, something's going on. Then you hear Nikki G get on the CB, and there was a samurai in front of him. Does he tell a bad joke every time he gets on the oh, CB? No. Yeah. <laughs> He, he does every once in a while. But That's there was this little, like, I don't know, maybe two-foot hill that Nikki G couldn't get his Jeep up and over. So the samurai had to pull him out. I have video of Nikki G getting towed out. And so then he made a comment about how many times is Nikki G going to get towed out? And I said <laughs> four. Um, it ended up being three times. And you would be so surprised at the spots that he had to get pulled out of because they were just like just super easy we, we need to set a start a campaign buy nikki g a set of tires right exactly however there's this one spot on the trail and it's very difficult and we're all, i'm near the back and we're all waiting and waiting and i can't figure out what in the world why are we waiting so long because there were 22 jeeps in our group and we were moving at a really good clip until this one spot and it's not anything difficult if the trail wasn't wet. But there's like this two-foot rut on the driver's side, and you had to hit it just right, um, or you would just keep your driver's side tire would keep slipping into it. And just getting to it, you had to get momentum from, I don't know, maybe two. 20, 30 feet back because it was all bumpy and ruddy. And there was like maybe one or two rocks there, but it was just lots of ruts and it was going uphill. And so a lot of these Jeeps, there was some Toyotas in there. Um, some of them weren't making it, so they had to tow them out. And what they had a Bubba rope that was pulling them out. And the Bubba rope, I'm telling you, is an amazing thing. But anyway, so I get up there and I put my lockers on because I'm seeing how everyone's having trouble. And I was just slipping and sliding and spinning out and I just could not do it. Um, I tried like, I tried more than what um, they were allotting people to try, but I just kept slipping into that rut and I just could not get out, even with the lockers. Um, so I, you know, they 
Bubba roped me out and they actually used one of my soft shackles so we didn't have to keep undoing the, the D-rings. And the way this Bubba rope pulled me out was I didn't even feel like I was being pulled out. I feel like I was just driving on uh, a highway and it, it just, uh, it was an amazing um, recovery strap Bubba rope. Um, it was really cool. So I get up the hill, I park, I get out and I'm watching and I'm like, oh my God, Nikki G is going to have to get pulled out of this. There is no way he can make it. So here he comes up the hill. He had a lead foot and he made it up and I'm screaming, no. And people are like, oh my God, what's going on? And everyone's laughing because Nikki G made it up that. So, and he had a red jeep with ball tires and i had a rubicon <laughs> with lockers and i couldn't do it but brian um at route one six was coming up there and he he wheeled that like it was nothing he knew exactly where to go but i think a lot of that has to do with your a person's experience in that terrain brian would you not say that is true I think definitely, uh, you know, because it, it's pretty much my backyard. But it also comes down to watching the vehicles in front of you, how they negotiate it. You know, that's a big thing. Like, it's not really time for you to kind of just not pay attention. You really want to watch those vehicles. Now, see, because I, I was running the the end. My role is to watch. Uh, it's kind of like a safety thing too to watch everyone ahead of me. Um, and see how they negotiate. And that's the one thing with you, Wari, that you kind of brought out. Every time you go out there, there are differences. We have, these last two years, we have received a lot of erosion. And that one area where we got out of that rut and you made that left turn, and it was just like a, a rock forest, that used to be all dirt. And you might have saw like two rocks. Now it's just, it looks like a mini dicky Bell. Um, so it constantly changes and just being aware, but yeah, the mud out there, it's not forgiving. Um, and you, you think you're just gonna, you know, muscle through it, throttle up and get out of that. It's not always going to be the case. Um, you might, you might get out of it, but you'll probably break something too. Mud is just not forgiving. You guys don't mud. like running uh, mud tires though, uh, in that area, do you? A lot of people run MTs. Oh, okay. Uh, good. Out there. Uh, yeah, a lot of people do. I was thinking um, maybe that was what, was what was causing the issue. Well, for I no. don't have mud tires. Um, but one of the things, too, is that clay was not coming out of my tires. It was just... Yeah, that, uh, that, with, you get that wet clay. It's so dense. And, and just the consistency of it, it doesn't self-clear. It doesn't clear out really easily easily unless you get a lot of tire spin. Yeah. At that point, you're completely no traction. losing traction anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it, like a set pudding. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's technical, but it doesn't taste real good. So stay away from it. <laughs> we, out here in Oregon, we got the same sort of stuff. A lot of clay, actually. And especially with as much as it rains up here, it, it gets, it's it's always slick. That can be really uh, we, dangerous too, can it? But depending on uh, what's on either side of the Jeep. Exactly. Because it makes it very difficult to, one, stay on your line. You got to have at least a couple of different auxiliary lines that you can immediately revert to because nine times out of 10, you're going to get bounced out of your line because you got to carry a little bit more moment momentum. There's there's no, you know, putting it down four low and just letting the idle crawl you over that rock. You're going to have to get some momentum. You're going to have to bump yourself up over it. There's going to have to be some skinny pedal in there. 
and uh, you're, it's very easily going to be able to lose your line when things are slippery. You've got a lot of rocks up here, a lot of clay. You combine those two, and it makes for very difficult, very technical <laughs> wheeling. And then everybody drags the clay up on the rocks. I, I, I can just see this happening. Gee whiz. Yeah, we call it snotty peanut butter because it looks like oh, peanut gross. butter, and it's slicker and snot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm still working on some some videos, and you can, in these videos, you can see the progression of how I finally like kind of got a little better at wheeling in the, um, in the clay. And there's one point where Brian um, Draper, the president of Carolina trails off road, he's sitting on a rock um, helping people up through this one part. And I just go, you can hear me on the throttle. I'm just going and going and going and I'm not stopping. And I just, as I go by him, I go, I'm just getting so pissed now. And I'm just, I'm not <laughs> going to drive let, angry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to let this clay beat me because I'm still like right now I want to get in my Jeep. I want to drive back to Uari and I want to beat that trail <laughs> because, you know, I saw Nikki G do it and I saw Brian do it. And actually it's really good for you when you're in these obstacles to get out and watch other mm -hmm. people, even after you've gone through it and watching Brian do it. I mean, he, Brian, I'm just, I'm still amazed at how easily you just like zoop, zoop, zoop up there and you knew exactly where to put your tires and how not to, I mean, he didn't even go into that rut. Everybody else kept going into that rut and had to back out and start over again. He just like, it, it, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I look up to you. You're my, um, what would you call it? Someone you look up to. What is, anyway, Hilary that's Clinton? my goal. Yeah. My goal is to be like him. No, not Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Well, I have to drive a Jeep, so, you know. You, I'm the, sorry, what was that? I happen to drive a Jeep, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. There it is. The, a not-black not Jeep, Tammy, is what he's saying. I was super impressed with the General Tire X3 grabbers, and that's not just a plug. Uh, like, I have been so impressed with those tires um, since I put them on, and I, I just went down to 15 pounds. I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a fair test, and see what happens and i didn't you know i probably would want to go down in that environment probably want to go down about 10 pounds or something so i'm going to see what happened with 15 i was super impressed with those tires you know and they do great on the road too so you know, i'm very you. i'm very uh surprised about that brian I, I most people look at the grabbers and they shy away for one reason or another typically it's either you know the the, the bold lettering on the side or it's it's just the the lack of an aggressive tread pattern it seems and, you know and I, wheeled with, I, I wheeled with some guys up here in Oregon on multiple different kinds of terrain um, that, that swear by these. And I could never understand why. And I know that, that many, many years back, they were, they were pretty heavy, uh, came with a pretty good uh, reputation in the, in the off-road racing uh, world. Uh, it kind of moved into more of a, of a better reputation with the, uh, just the, you know, the consumer brands. Our consumer wheelers and stuff, uh, but now it—I mean—it doesn't seem like they've changed much over the years at all, and people are still swearing by them. You know, there is a grabber, and there is a grabber X3, so there could be a little bit of difference oh, there. Um, yeah. So kind of look at that, and then also the one thing, and this isn't a hit on General Tire; it's just you know per, per perspective. It's you know if they had a little bit more aggressive sidewall, like you would see on a Toyo. Yeah. Um, the, the open countries, the, like I would say that would be the only thing I would say, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have a little bit more aggressive sidewall 
because the, you know you're really your rock crawler rigs they absolutely are looking at that sidewall and they yeah. want that aggressive pattern when you look at the x3 grabber you're not necessarily going to get those big knobbies on the side with them but it is a phenomenal i drive every day that jeep every day and i drive you know like probably an average of 70 miles a day between back and forth uh, any weather i've dealt out here in north carolina I, I have been just super super impressed with their performance and anytime I, i've needed them to perform um you know i i'll give you another story so i was driving back from yuari and it was just heavy downpour and i hit a huge puddle uh hitting a, a thing it was i-73 and just went through it no problem the, the the tread pattern did its job displaced the water whereas you know some other tires i might have been doing a little bit of you know spinning out but i was just super impressed with that tire and my jeep got clean yeah hydroplaning is never yeah. fun whether it's on clay or water right you know well, the, the it, grabber x3 reminds me a little bit of the original bf goodrich uh, uh the uh the it, km1s Yep, it does have kind of that look, but when you when like definitely go look at a one and actually grab onto it. I mean, it's a hard tire, um, and it almost feels a tiny bit sticky too. Um, yeah, it, they're I don't know what they're doing, but there's definitely some superpowers with those tires attached to it. Yeah. I don't I don't know magic. enough about tires, but they're doing pretty good. Well, thanks for the tire update during <laughs> Wrangler talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, no, it's it's all good because you know I'm sure people out there want to know. Um, and I, uh, Brian Draper told me that maybe um, I'm, I'm losing some of my my tread on my tire, so maybe it's time for me to get some new ones. So Brian, Jeez. I'll I'll have to hit you up. So I had a really great time. If you're out there listening and you live anywhere near Uwari, definitely go check it out. Look up Carolina Trails Off-Road on Facebook or even reach out to Brian with Route Run 6. They're awesome, awesome group. They know what they're doing. They'll take care of you. And there is no beer drinking on the trail, so you can trust um, those um, spotters. Spotters. Except for maybe Frank. You might want to... And we were we were given Frank um, oh, poor a hard Frank. time. Yeah, no, he's he's a great guy. He knows what he's doing. Um, we were just giving him grief because he kept um, spotting this girl, and she kept <laughs> getting uh. stuck and never made it. And so they were just we were just giving him grief. He actually he helped me through um, another area, and I did just fine. So Frank is actually really good. We just like to give him grief. So. Well, don't stop now. Keep, you got to get the grief Keep, all the time. You can't I be nice know. some of the time. Well, I, I, in Frank's defense, that individual really loves that skinny pedal. And there are times for the skinny pedal, and there are times not to push the skinny pedal. Right. right. That's true. <laughs> well, you get right. frustrated, you know, and you figure the, the, the skinny pedal gets you out of it. Yeah. Right. And you, know, you go driver, that means you go to the driver's side. And when they say passenger, you go to the passenger side. Some people don't always... I always listen. So left and right. It's hard yep. sometimes. Well, coming up later in the show, Nikki G. Oh, wait, no, no, no. There are no voicemails from Nikki G. So Tony, you don't even, <laughs> we'll just skip right over that. You don't need to play them um, because you know, there's going to be no, no voicemails from Nikki G. Actually, Nikki G made me sign an agreement that uh, I would play this uh, one voicemail for sure tonight uh, no matter what we, what i was no told. other voicemail gets played <laughs> this one 
Don't trust oh, Tammy. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Hey, guys. Thank you very much again for uh, recommending Jeepalooza.com. It's uh, happening this weekend, and I can't thank you enough for all the help you did for it. Uh, there were a couple of episodes you were talking about how guys don't read instructions, and I just thought <laughs> it was really funny because I actually really related to that because I bought a drone. And uh, <laughs> I bought the drone, and I was so excited. I was down to a friend's place down in Washington, and I was so excited I brought that drone, and uh, it flew into a wall, and I, I didn't read the instructions, and I just about lost all my, uh, at least a couple of my fingers. And it wasn't only after that I read the instructions that I realized that it, it kind of had a dumb mode. And, uh, you know, when, when you launch it, if you launch it within a certain radius, it flies away from you, and uh, I didn't read that, so unfortunately uh, it, it tried to fly away from me into a wall when I reached out for it, and it shattered, and I almost lost my fingers, but uh, me being oh, stupid, dear. 30 minutes later, I wrapped my hands up in some bandages, and uh, I was right back at it flying away, but uh, once again, always read the instructions, and uh, it, it might save you some fingers. But once again, thanks very much for the Jeep of Lose BC, all the advertisements, and uh, whatever you guys do, Please read the instructions, especially if you're flying with drones. Keep it up, guys. Love your broadcast. Let's do it every week. And I will look forward to uh, hearing years of great, great contacts. Thanks again from Canada. Talk to you later. Bye. So in the show notes, I actually put this voicemail down because I didn't hear a name. Uh, I actually put this voicemail down as Canadian shop teacher. Now you guys understand the reference. (laughs) Oh, I get it. Missing he's, a finger, missing Canadian. a finger three, you know. Yeah. He's missing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't let the drone uh, suck you in because that's what those uh, those uh, artificial intelligent bastards want to do. They want to kill you. So yeah, let's let that drone hit the wall repeatedly. <laughs> well, over the last couple of weeks, we've gotten some great emails coming into the show, and uh, we got one uh, here recently. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read this as it is. Hi. I wanted to thank you guys for putting out a great show every week. I keep current with the new shows every week. I am also going back and listening to the old shows while I'm driving my semi-truck. It helps to pass the time. During a previous show, Tony was talking about his check engine light being on, and it was caused by a blown fuse, actually. I was having the same problem with my Cherokee. When I got home, I checked fuse number 10, just like Tony said, and that was the problem. (laughs) So thanks again for the great show. Signed, Pat G. Thank God, no relation to Nikki G. (laughs) Oh, poor Nikki G. I you swear, <laughs> I swear it was written in the email. Nikki, yeah. I will forward that yeah, to you. Yeah, it was. I, I confirm <laughs> it. So I was so happy when I saw this come in because it's just yeah. so frustrating. I, You know, Josh, I told you about that in, uh, in chat, yeah. probably on the show too. No, there's and, a and lot of troubleshooting up, that went on that. Yeah. And when you look it up, it's like everything under the sun runs through this fuse i mean it's like, like o2 sensors it's like you know, know. virtually every subsystem in the jeep it rolls through this fuse <laughs> in one fashion or another and it's like when that thing goes yeah it's like every light in your dash is going to come on so <laughs> it was it's funny the only thing that didn't go through it was the heated seats right <laughs> tammy's getting tired of that ha 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 i don't i don't use my heated seats oh we know you do Trying to upgrade it to uh, heated and vibrating. Actually, no. I use my heated seats when my back hurts. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be uh, quite nice. I got think- a chance to got a chance to drive a Lincoln not that long ago that had air conditioned seats, and let me tell you oh. about how cool that is. 
So don't blow smoke up my ass. Just make it nice, cool <laughs> Just air. Just make it nice and cool. <laughs> you got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I think, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Now, a little while back, a listener wrote into the show with a suggestion for a show topic, hence my comment earlier about not taking credit. I thought it was a great idea, and it's one that we've actually received questions about in the past. We've touched on it a little bit over the years, but I think we've been covering a lot of tech lately and even provided some tips lately, but maybe it's time to shift gears once more and get into some actual advice you can use, especially if you're in the market to buy your next or even your first Jeep. Gary Mortimer from Ontario, Canada wrote in and says, Hi guys and gal. I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. I've always wanted a Jeep, but it just hasn't been practical due to, my, due to family and my commute. Now I'm at a point in my life where practicality can go to hell. Life is for living. So now my search begins for a good used JKU. Yeehaw! I'm leaning towards a 2015 or 2016 Sahara 3.6 liter automatic for the creature comforts, as it's going to be my new daily driver. I would love to hear you guys talk about what things to look for when looking at and assessing a used Jeep Wrangler. Great show, and keep up the good work. Signed, Gary. First off, thanks again, Gary, for reaching out and interacting with the show. This is a great topic to cover, especially this time of year, as people may still be trying to figure out what to do with those tax returns, or maybe it's just the weather that has people trying to cut through the cabin fever with an outdoor adventure in a new Jeep, even if it's a Jeep that's just new to them. Not everybody can afford a new Jeep, so we do what most of us Jeepers do, and we buy used. Cross our fingers that the guy at the used car dealership or the person on Craigslist has been honest, truthful, and forthcoming with the vehicle's information. If they aren't, well, that's where having a little bit of knowledge can save you time, hassle, headache, and even some money. This is going to go far beyond kicking those tires, so we may end up breaking this into several parts, so be prepared. And it's preparation that actually brings me to my first and what I think is the most important point in buying a used Jeep. Be prepared. The Warren Winch Company uses a version of that saying in their slogan, and it's been the Boy Scout motto since 1907. Being properly prepared for the goal or task at hand will, in the end, make all the difference in the world. Let's say you want to go check the oil of that Jeep that you're looking at, and you didn't bring a rag. Well, then you're not prepared to do that sort of thing properly. Mental, physical, and logistical preparation will also give you a hand up in finding a Jeep, assessing said Jeep, and negotiating its price. So, what do I mean specifically by these terms? Being mentally prepared means having all the knowledge of what to look for, how to haggle, and what to expect during the buying process. Physical preparedness would include anything from having a rag in your pocket to physically being able to get down and look under the Jeep and inspect it. If you had just had back surgery or maybe haven't seen your toes in a number of decades, well, then this may not be possible for you at this point in time, and it's going to force you into the position of just having to take the seller's word that everything on the underside of the Jeep is how it should be. If it's not, and there's a lot of rust, broken bracket, signs of frame repair, fluid leaks, well, then that's going to be on you. I mean, the list goes on and on of stuff that could be wrong that you can't see. And if you are physically unable to at least visually inspect critical areas of the vehicle, then you should at least have somebody with you who can do this sort of stuff. In the end, it's going to mean the difference between getting a lemon and getting what you actually want. Logistical preparation is going to come down to having things planned out and in place, scheduling the time that you're going to need to drive out and look and test drive the Jeeps that you're looking at, having the finances in order, such as cash in hand or not forgetting your checkbook when you head out to the dealer, or maybe pre-qualifying for the auto loan through your bank so you know what you can afford. Having a mechanic or two lined up to do a used vehicle inspection would be a good idea, good idea too. Stuff like this. 
Typically, most mechanic shops and repair centers will offer service for a small flat fee and cover many points during an inspection, including things that would take tools and specialty equipment that most people don't own or would frankly be kind of awkward bringing to a car sale. You may even have a trustworthy mobile mechanic service in your area that will come to you and where the Jeep is to do a full inspection. Now, here's a very important piece of advice. If the seller or dealer won't let you have the vehicle inspected by a certified mechanic, walk away. They're clearly trying to hide something or are afraid that something may pop up, forcing them to have to make repairs or sell the vehicle for far less than what they had intended. This could be a good thing for you, though, if you're mechanically savvy and can tackle repairs or know somebody who can and can do it for cheap. A leaky radiator or some oil seepage might work to your favor. Yes, these may be signs of neglect or they could just be signs of age. Either way, if you can take care of them for less than the next guy, that's money in your pocket and points to use in your negotiation of the price. In the next show, I'm going to go over specifically what the professionals do and what they look for during a used vehicle inspection and how you can apply this to your own vehicle inspection. We'll get into specifics and the exact things that are covered and how it's done. So until next week, keep window shopping and we'll get you closer to owning that Jeep after the next show. You know, Josh, I actually use some of this, uh, what you're talking about, uh, whenever uh, uh, my daughter Mandy saved up her uh, her money and wanted to buy, uh, buy a Jeep, a Jeep Wrangler, and... Uh, uh, of course, I went out there to have a look at it uh, with her, and um, there were several things that I saw. There were several things I didn't see, uh, but there were several things I saw, and I pointed it out to the young man that was selling the Jeep and said, you know, uh, this fan stays on high all the time, and uh, so I'm going to have to be digging in here in the wiring and figure out. I mean, it could be, this could be a fuse, but more than likely it's something else or potentially could be something else. So I'm going to be spending, yeah. Yeah, spending some more time in this. And uh, so we got some money off uh, because of that. He understood. We got some money off because of that. So yeah. having knowledge of how things go together uh, is, is very helpful. The, the things I didn't notice immediately, even though I had my head up underneath uh, the Jeep, uh, every control arm uh, had been replaced with off-road, heim-jointed uh, control arms. The uh, even though there was a, a skid pl- uh, a yeah the skid plate drop or the uh, the the belly pan drop for the mm-hmm. uh, uh, like if you don't have an SYE yeah it it does have an SYE in it and it has a custom drive shaft uh, in it oh wow <laughs> so adjustable control arms all around very nice uh, adjustable yeah. track bar it, it it's it's all it's been off roaded with the exception of just a couple of things so I just need to get out uh, out there and uh, take the uh, uh, rotate the uh, the pinion up a little bit and take that uh, those spacers out on the belly pan. I just haven't messed yeah. with it yet. But, uh, so it was just so funny seeing all these modifications to it that weren't complete. So knowing something about your Jeep, actually being the, the one of those individuals that works on the Jeep yourself, it can save you a lot of money in the, in the long run. Absolutely. So stay tuned to the next episode. We're going to get a lot deeper into this topic. If you have anything to add in the meantime, maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Tonight we have Justin with Factor 55. Give you the opportunity to win one of our flat link experts. So I'll definitely go with caller number five. The phrase that pays will be closed system winching. Closed system winching. Closed system winching. Hey, this is Robin Arizona. I'm calling to win the Factor 55 evening. Closed system winching. Thanks, guys. 
It's an awesome show. Can't wait to see if I won. You can find out more about Factor 55 by visiting their website at www.factor55.com. Hopefully I'm caller number five. And as promised uh, to uh, lots and lots of callers that uh, contacted us, all giving us the great uh, phrase that pays uh, for the uh, Factor 55 giveaway, uh, we now are going to announce the, the winner. But first, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Robert D. from Arizona. Robert, thank you very much from, uh, uh, from all of us here uh, calling in and being caller number five. We don't really promote it here. I promote it a lot on social media. There's a new episode every Friday. Episodes come out about 9 o'clock in the morning Central Time. So uh, there's many different ways. You can subscribe over at YouTube. You can go to the Jeep Talk Show uh, site and subscribe, and you get notifications whenever a new uh, episode is put up. So if you really want to uh, get one of these giveaway items, uh, you got to get the show first. And, of course, the best way to do it is to get our app because it, it, none of the things that, that were available on get on it uh, are, are published faster than the actual uh, uh, app, the Jeep Talk Show app, to search uh, the uh, Apple Store or uh, the Google Store and uh, load it up on your phone or tablet or whatever you got. I'm Rob Rubicon, and I'm a winner with Factor 55 and the Jeep Talk Show. From around the world. <laughs> or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. All right, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. You know, we almost didn't have an interview this week. Uh, this is a last minute. You know, I was th- I was telling Josh today on uh, on chat that we that we have. Uh, who was it on the Johnny Carson show? They always had somebody as the guest that they could always count on, like if there was a cancellation or they couldn't get any booking. I mean, they had, they had a few of them that would, uh, would always show up and you know, whenever they shoot, they showed up, they couldn't get a guest that night. Well, <laughs> Brian is becoming our guest. <laughs> it's a, that's always willing to be there for us. And, uh, we really appreciate it. Talking of course, of Brian with uh, root one, six.com. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for being with us. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be such a friend of the show and on here so regularly, I don't even think we need to do a, a long-term interview. I'm not sorry, a long-term uh, intro uh, with you because uh, people just know you now. Right. Oh, uh, absolutely. I'm glad to be on here. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like your Jay Leno. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> was it exactly. Jay Leno? That was Jay I Leno, he, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Jay Leno. Yeah, then that, that, is that how he got, got the show eventually? I think it was. He just, yeah. he, he just camped out there just in case. <laughs> Oh, geez, does that mean my spot's going to be taken away? <laughs> well, you, you never know. <laughs> I know. It's, I better be careful. It's funny. I was telling somebody uh, somebody last week because they were just like, oh, it was that email that we probably will, uh, uh, We, I don't know if we're going to talk about in the show or not, but that email that they got about where they want you to sign their Jeep in white pen. Yes. And yes. I'm like, I told him, so don't don't do any of that, that. I liked it better when Tammy was always worried about being fired. Get fired, and was, I know. And was here 15 minutes early. Now it's just like, eh, I may be there. I may not I'll be there. I'll show up whenever I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, uh, tell us what's going on. Uh, there's, I guess the big news is that you got rid of that uh, maroon Jeep and you got an actual red Jeep. Oh, Lordy. There are some red accents, (laughs) I will tell you that. I'll meet you a little bit in the middle there. So, GrabR was pretty nice. Uh, You know, we've been working more into a promotion brand, and GrabR USA sent us uh, some grab handles, some foot pegs. In fact, installed the foot pegs tonight for Go Topless Day this weekend. And so, it's got some red accents in there. But we're, I don't know, kind of still fighting that whole red Jeep thing. 
Um, I don't want to believe it, if you will. You mean fighting against it? Just, just let yeah. it happen, man. Just lay back and let it happen. <laughs> I have much, I have much more black accent than I do red accent. Let so the just red just out. flow over your body. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's not really. Re- I wouldn't call your Jeep red. I call it maroon. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right. maroon. I, he, he, yeah. he calls it red, but it's not. It's maroon. You know, uh, and again, I mean, we, we probably we talk about probably every show I've been on, but just yeah, the the actual color scheme is ha, does yeah. have red in the title. So I know I remember that. Did you hear that subtle reference? I'm I'm really tired of talking about this. Is what he said because <laughs> we talk about it every show. I know you you <laughs> but, bring yeah. it up, Tony. <laughs> hey, so. I'm just I'm just being this innocent person. You guys poke me. I'm you know you you gonna you don't hope me. You're gonna get some red talk. <laughs> well, you know, Tammy and I have just all that, you know, trail time. So, you know, we're kind of like a team there. So yeah, you're exactly. so, so you're saying the rocks uh, j- juggling your brains uh, kind of has a, a resonance effect. So you guys get into the same mindset. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. Definitely. <laughs> so so you actually did say something else that I want to roll back to. You said uh, uh, Route 16 is becoming a, a promotion brand. And, and, you know, I'm I'm just a uh, you normal everyday Jeep owner and uh, got a podcast like everybody else. I don't know what that means. What is what is a promotion thing mean? Does that mean that you're uh, like a, a fight promoter where you're you don't do anything, you don't actually do the fighting, you just uh, you know talk a lot about the fight? I don't know what the promoter means. So I think uh, for for us, uh, you know, one thing I noticed and taking a step back and kind of just figuring out, hey, what works really well for us, uh, what hasn't worked. We tried a different variety of different things. Also. It's also time. You know, I'm a family man. Uh, that's one of the biggest things. Um, I also have another job. And, and just, you know, where can I really effectively le- use my time and still be positive? Because, again, the end state is I want this to be a positive brand, real community focus, have the opportunities to provide assistance where we can provide. But one thing we fortunately with this, uh, you know, celebration of different uh, brands like this year um, you know, a lot of brands have reached out to us and they have provided us uh, products for them to put on, you know, route or go out and, you know, test out, give evaluations. We use other Jeepers uh, like FMC Overland to do evaluations. Um, in fact, I walked Jeep Mama through uh, some of the products that, you know, some people that you had on the show um, showed some of the products to her, kind of talked about some of those things as well. And it's really trying to celebrate those brands. One of the things that I have noticed with the whole brand ambassador label, it works really good for the brand ambassador from a social media perspective and from a gear perspective, but you do still owe those brands uh, the opportunity to celebrate their, you know, the products that they put out. Those things might be free to you, but they're not free to those brands. Um, I still sell products. In fact, I get people hitting me up all the time. I still do uh, support custom bills. I still support club orders and all those things like that. Um, just right now, it's just more indirect. They'll send me an email at route16 at gmail.com. We'll get the dialogue going. So it's a little bit slower, but that's okay, you know, because they're going to get the right products and everything else. I still have all those relationships. But the big thing is I'm really working toward, and you've probably seen that kind of scope within my social media is we're really looking at celebrating those specific brands that, you know, have reached out to us, that have supported us, that have supported the community is a big one. You know, like Casey highlights is a good one. Um, definitely like those, like they do so much. Factor 55 does a tremendous amount. And then there's some smaller brands out there like XG Cargo that you had on there. Um, you know, they're trying to get everything rolling and they are tremendously receptive 
do enhancements to their products and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we're just really trying hard to be a solid place that brands, whether they're new, established, um, you know, or just trying to get out there, that they can come to us and we're definitely going to get their product out there. We're going to look at it. We're going to evaluate it. Um, we're going to highlight it within our messaging and everything. It's not just, hey, thanks for the stuff and, you know, please let my social media climb. <laughs> and, and that's that's one of the things. And I, I can tell you that from my personal experience with, with dealing with uh, different ambassador programs. I mean, everyone had, comes in with the most positive attention, I assure you. Right. Um, but selling products is not easy. And well, there's a lot of there's a lot of co competition out there. I mean, Quadratech uh, being one that's uh, very similar to what you're doing, and and you're trying to get this stuff started. I I'm wondering though if this isn't part of the curve, the part of the curve that you're going to have to go through, where you know you hit it really hard uh, selling the products, and then uh, at some point uh, you get to be a known commodity, and the brands start coming in and uh, seeing the benefit of uh, partnering with you. And then the name gets goes out further and further. I, I just I, what you're talking about this. I, you know, with my years of experience in doing all this, uh, and yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just get the feeling this is a a, a growth uh, thing that you have to go through. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I think too, it just comes down to what I. The hardest thing I think you have to really come to reality with. Do you want to be happy in this process or is your success <laughs> only going to be monetary based? Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in certain areas and, you know, um, and I tell you one thing it has made me appreciate is like your Jeff Bezos and stuff who worked out of their garage. Cause I can tell you like that, I've lived that like the whole, you know, sitting up till three, four in the morning, you know, knocking out, building this, building that, um, you know, now I'm just a little, little bit slower, methodical because I'm not necessarily focused on certain things I was, say, a year or two ago. I'm really focused on having fun, making this still a positive, you know, thing for me, my family, and the people I associate with. And, uh, you know, it, if it takes away that fun, then why do you do it? And I don't want to do that. I met some amazing people uh, on this journey that I've never met. You know, you guys being obviously a, a good bunch, you know, but going out and supporting the 36 Hours of Yuwari, I met, met some just amazing people with some amazing stories. Just going out to Yuwari itself, you know, uh, integrating with certain brands, uh, talking to their teams and them being uh, assisting me with, with so much. You know, there are just so many solid brands that are out there that really want you to be successful. You know, your success is their success too. And even the competing, you know, partners, if you will, they're competing different groups. I mean, you know, they are so helpful too, believe it or not. Uh, and I don't really want to get down the weeds of that, but I reached out to them uh, directly and said, hey, how about this? How about that kind of stuff? How do you do this? And they've been helpful. Um, I mean, I think it's just one thing about this community um, but you just got to come to the reality of where do you want to be? If you don't have a vision, you're going to fail no matter what direction you go. Um, you need to have a vision. And I, I've been building on that vision. And I think this was a good point for us to kind of take a step back, say, what do we do really well? Let's focus on that. Because again, the goal is always, hey, we're going to have fun. We're going to be positive, And we want to be a resource for the community as well. That is a big thing for me. If, if I'm just looking out for me and care about what's in my pocket, that's not really what I started this brand for. And there are plenty of people out there that probably like, well, what do you do if you don't want to make a lot of money? 
Well, you know, again, um, that wasn't a goal. I don't want 500 warehouses or eight warehouses or whatever across the country. Um, I want to be integrated community. I'm looking to, for people to build on themselves. And I can tell you, man, I've seen growth in people that we have integrated with. It's just amazing. Um, and you, you know, all of us have experience and we have an opportunity to share that experience to help someone to be successful in whatever endeavors that they have. And if you look at the Jeep community and the off-road community, that's what we do. You know, as you people are coming into it, we, hey, we advise them on how to build, you know, how, what, what products to get, you know, what things to do. You go out on the trail, you help them get through those obstacles and everything else. Well, that assistance isn't just about the vehicle and, you know, the, their driving skills. Sometimes, you know, you're given life skills. Um, that's one of the things I, I like to think I provide a lot of mentorship through uh, uh, a lot of the people that I interact with in this community. Um, and that seems to come natural through. And I tell you what, if you just look at certain social media pages and, and whatnot, some of that just comes natural with, with other people within this community, you know, uh, especially when people have hard days. You know, when, when you, you just, you know, not just feeling it, but you have someone in the community reaches out to you and says, hey, man, it's going to be okay. You know, if you need something, hit me up. Uh, very similar to the military environment. You know, you have a hard day. There's always uh, someone from your uh, service you can reach out to, no doubt in my mind. So it's a lot bigger than just, hey, I want to sell a bunch of off-road products to me. It's something a little bit more personal than I just that. I think for it to for it to last, I think it has to be. I think you you can't just be the, the money grubber. Uh, I mean, uh, the getting the money helps uh, fund things. It certainly helps get you uh, uh, to pay for going out and doing things, and and even sitting in a a a tent for for a weekend, especially when it's all soggy and rainy and staying out there, even though there's not a lot of people there. So uh, all that time and effort that you put into it, but I I agree, it's a, it's a lot more fun. To interact with the folks and and i think that the fun aspect really is the is more the jeep life uh the the interacting with the jeep family and not just saying hey yeah i'll talk to you open up that uh that checkbook open up that wallet right and you know and our people in brand celebration unfortunately we had a little bit of a stall because you know uh you know fireman frank had uh, a family uh you know emergency he had to deal with and wasn't able to go out to moab unfortunately he had to cancel that and then you know, my oldest son, he had an allergic reaction and we were focused on that. So th there's been a, a few, you know, personal things that got involved that, you know, so our kind of kickoff for the people and brands is really going to be Moab that we had to reset. So we're kind of rethinking some things. We're not stopping that promotion. You can see it on our social media. We're still celebrating those products. You can go out to, um, you know, our link tree, uh, you know, uh, link and, and see all the different brands that really focus on this year and whatnot. Um, but it's just that, you know, that's something, again, it's just, it's part of life. You deal with it and you move on. Uh, I think I got a lot of great material. Um, and I think taking my time is really going to help. I got a lot of great material. I think I'm going to focus on when I, uh, reset the blog and start writing again. Um, you know, I can tell you like, you know, the Carolina trails, uh, you invasion this last weekend was just, you know, I was on fumes. Tammy, tell you, like I had to yeah. work trip down. I was on fumes uh, getting up there, but it was so just a wonderful trip, and it was a wonderful experience. And you know, I've done. I think this is, might be my third one. I want to say, and then I can tell you that's that group is exactly why people want to get 
into, you know, jeeping, off-roading. Um, and one of the best stories is, you know, a dad out there with his two sons and this super stock TJ. And Was that the yellow TJ? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those I'm guys telling were you, awesome. I'm telling you that they, if some clubs would not have been as gentle with them, and we had a blast with them. They had a positive experience. Everybody was super supportive. Um, and the big thing was this, is they're like, oh, we're just going to go, you know, do maybe one little tiny trail. Like, nah, you're going to go with us. You know, we're going to keep you safe <laughs> and all that. It wasn't that we didn't send it. So, <laughs> but, well, you know, and that's one thing that I, <laughs> I was like so thankful for Brian, um, Brian Draper, um, for just when I went out there last year, just everybody just welcomed me into this fold. And even this year when I came out there, I was still a little nervous because I've only seen these people once. And everyone like treated me like I've been there all the time. And it's just, that's what's so amazing about the Jeep community and Carolina Trails Off-Road is like th they had that Southern hospitality and it just they just make you feel welcome. And, you know, and I think, Brian, you have a lot to do with that too, just because that's the way you are. And that's, um, anyway, I just, it just is a really good feeling. Yeah. You know what? The Jeep talk show has a lot because Brian Draper hit me up, I think after my first interview yep. with y'all yep. and he's like, Hey man, so you're vet owned. And we started talking, you know, and then we just started, you know, he worked with me for a long time and, and stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, so we just, you know, it's just, again, it's just the way the community works and, mm -hmm. um, I mean, dude, that's a solid dude. I can tell you, like, man, I, I had a blown out shock one time. Yeah, I drove up here. He says, hey, I got a couple shocks in my uh, storage bit shed here. Drove up, put them on, and drove back down to South Carolina. I was like, dude, you're awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, that's just community. It's just it's an amazing community. And they're, they're definitely a, a club that, you know, would be a good resource. If you're ever starting a club, you know, resource them, find out what works. And because they do, because I've seen a lot of clubs come and go uh, since I've been running this brand and I have integrated with a lot of them. And, you know, for them to keep it where it matters and keep it very family friendly um, and then have some solid, you know, people that actually help you run the trails and spot. I mean, they have all the metrics and that's why they're a successful club. Um, the attitude stays wherever it is. We're in the garage, at home, wherever. Attitude doesn't come out to that group, and it's just wonderful being around. Yeah, awesome, awesome people, and some really great spotters. Yes, they, definitely. They, you know, you can trust them for sure. Well, except yeah. for Frank. Frank, are you listening? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's that's an inside yeah. joke, there, folks. You know, I'm glad um, you I'm glad you brought up the spotters because I I know you two guys will know this. You have a lot more uh, off road time than what I do. Um, there was a, a post put up on Facebook about uh, Tammy and I going out to Yori and doing like a oh, yeah. a wheel off or something, and somebody even right. said, you know, Tammy's done a lot more off road, so she would be a better wheeler than Tony. And I was just thinking. It really isn't the the person driving the jeep. It's the spotters that uh, determine the uh, the the uh, the success of the driver, isn't it? Well, it's um, also the education, <laughs> yeah. right, Tammy? Well, oh yeah, that's right. Take the bait. And, uh, Take the bait. <laughs> you actually that is is that in the video that I posted already? Yes. 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 So I I posted a video, just my latest Uari video, and there's a, a point in there where Brian, in the middle of an obstacle. He has to get out of his Jeep because he's like, 
what are you saying? Are you telling me to go up or to the driver or what? And um, it was pretty funny. But you know what, Brian, you do not need a spotter. You, I, I'm like, I was just so amazed. And, you know, the whole, I'm, I'm naming that one trail the walk of shame because I did so bad. And then you get up there and you're just like, doot, 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 and you're over it. And I'm like, really? Um, but going back to the spotter thing, it's not always the spotter. Because it's all, it can also be the person in the Jeep, and it's not the Jeep, it's the person in the Jeep, or me in particular, where you're like hesitant, and you're not, you know, putting the gas where you need the gas, and you're letting up when you shouldn't be letting up. So, and, you know, you could have a really good spotter, but you could have a really afraid person behind the wheel, too. Sure, That's, timid, yeah. So, uh, I, I have this problem with left and right. A lot of people do. And I, oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know if I would do any better with uh, driver passenger. I, I'm hoping I would, but I get the feeling I'm, I'm going to have the same uh, uh, fraction That's of the, the, right thing, yeah. the fraction of the delay of what, oh, which one? And, you know, I'm driving with one hand up I'm like, okay, no, I got it. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> I, I think a little bit too is um, as you become more experienced when working with spotters, just my opinion, you realize you're, you have to give up a tiny bit of control to mm-hmm. your spotter because they yeah. can actually see the obstacle you can't yeah I don't you're like still looking at it, it from when <laughs> the guy that went in front of you like oh my god he just scraped that rock you know but he's looking at yours and you don't know how much they might have listened to their spotter the spotter could have said hey more driver driver and they could have kept going straight too right so right. you're not there's a lot of things with that and then and that's what the big thing is if you're just not sure you know what? Put it off to the side. Walk up there. Listen to the communication. Watch other people negotiate the obstacles. Learn the trail. You know, sometimes just being the passenger on a trail that you've never been on is not a bad experience because you get to just kind of just listen to the communication uh, and all that. And sometimes it is a cadence with your spotter of how they're suing that because, you know, it's, it's just human nature. If I'm telling you, driver, driver, you kind of just a nice slow, but you're like, hey, driver, 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 you know. There's, there's a certain cadence. You can tell with certain spotters when they're like, mm-hmm. man, you really need to move. Or they're just like, yeah, you're good. Just take it nice and easy. You know, and nothing. And just, you know, hey, long you're safe and everything. If you're not sure, hey, you know, no one's behind you. There's nothing, no danger, whatever you already looked around. Hey, good. You know, there's nothing wrong with just stopping and getting that understanding. Uh, I, you know, I did that. Um, because so- you don't want to, one, you don't want to ruin your vehicle and everything. And two, you know, that, that, that spotter has got to get you through the entire trail, not just that one obstacle. So if you're going to have an issue, if you're not understanding what it's saying, it ain't going to help just because you get through that one obstacle, but you got three more to go and they're the same spotter you're going to be working with. So before I get into the situation, uh, and, and, and go through the embarrassment, do you tip your uh, spotters? I, I don't know if, uh, the, it, it is 15%. Okay. Yeah. They would appreciate that. I'm not sure if it happens, but they would appreciate that. No, I think there should be much like the military where they, they put medals on you and those little bars and stuff that I have no idea what, what they all mean. I think they ought to have a similar type thing for spotters. Because who the hell who the hell is this guy with a beer in his hand telling me, yeah, you're okay. Come on over right. here. I don't know that person. <laughs> I don't know whether I should trust him or not. First of all, <laughs> if they have a beer in their hand, um, I would definitely say... <laughs> Do not listen yeah. to them. And no offense to you spotters out there, but I don't know who you are. I mean, I just think it's like, yeah. I mean, do they have Jeeps? Did they come out there and leave their Jeep parked and, and they're going to spot? I mean, how, 
are these self-appointed spotters? How, how do you be, how are you, you know, a spotter? That's, that's actually a pretty good one. Um, so normally when we have, uh, people out in your that get into trouble, it usually is a flyby spotter and they're like, no, you're good. You're good. You know, you, you get that believe just what you kind of described. And unfortunately, yes, you do get sometimes the, the beer in hand spotter. I mean, <laughs> I knew it. That's where, that's where you got to make those choices. Like, Hey man, you know, but that, you know, but that starts all the way back at the beginning. Like, Hey, is this the group that I'm going to roll out with? If you don't have that warm and fuzzy, there's nothing wrong with just saying, you know, I'm going to take an easy day. Because right. it's just not worth it. I mean, you right. have to have confidence in the group. And your group could be the pair. It could be four. It could be 10 vehicles, whatever. But you have to have confidence in that group. And I can tell you, I mean, I've been out there where even solid groups have been disorganized. But they learn from that. And, you know, those are those are all things. But the big thing is everyone's still focused on safety. If you're focused on safety and you know that I don't have to send it on everything um <laughs> well the, you know the crowd wants you to send it because they're there to have fun they're not going to be helping you uh, work on your jeep other than it's to stand there and go yeah you need a wrench for that or you need a the, uh, there's 10 millimeter rolling over here you want that you know, so you know they're not going to be there to help you um for the most part so yeah take care of your jeep take care of yourself so you can uh go back to wheel another day i will yeah. say though the carolina trails group um the guy lost a transfer case plug was that yep. it? oh wow yep and a bunch of them stayed there with him they went back and got a trailer put his jeep on the trailer he they con got him in contact with some other jeeper that they know and fixed his stuff all before um we all got back to the well it was right around the same time we got back to the after our ride and it was like that area down there, the URA family, right? Is that what it is? They're all amazing people. And they will, if you ever go down there wheeling with them, they're going to take care of you if your Jeep breaks. Um, yeah, there's, there's you get always stuck on the trail. Well, so, yeah. I'm sorry. We're running a little long here, oh. having a good time. And uh, <laughs> we could probably do the whole show just talking to Brian. Right. Hey, Brian, uh, tell, the, uh, tell the kids where they can uh, find out more information about uh, Route 16. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on pretty much all the social media that's out there, even Pinterest still, um, uh, at uh, Route16R-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. You can also find us at our webpage at Route16.com. If you go to Route16.blog, we'll still pop up to the same page. Um, you can email us at Route16 at gmail.com. And then for this weekend, since this show will post Friday, Saturday, uh, the uh, Go Topless weekend, you can have Fireman Frank at uh, Bubba's 33 with Good Ugly Customs celebrating there with uh, Gina and her crew. It's going to be really great. Went there last year. It's phenomenal. And then you're going to have the other Frank, Frank the Tank and Rancourt out at uh, Carolina Beach out on the coast. And both of them are going to have Route 16 swag to give out and everything else. So make sure to check them out. Now, now which uh, Go Topless Day event is this? Uh, are we talking about? Which, which where, where is it at? There's two of them. So there's one that's going to be at Carolina Beach. Um, that Frank is uh, Frank Tank's going to be at uh, with his Jeep, and there's going to be one in Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, and that's going to be at Bubba's 33. And uh, Gina, who owns Get Ugly Customs, is hosting that and invited us out there. And then Fireman Frank and his red Jeep will be out there. Mm -hmm. and, of course. 
Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And what is, is he it? He just a, wanted is, me to say red Jeep. That's what it was. He just wanted, he knew what I was saying. Is it a, is it a regional thing where everybody's named Brian or Frank in your area? Is that, is that what happens? <laughs> it, it seems to be, you know, at least, you know, all the cool people, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I like that. Good save. It's like the George Foreman thing where he, everybody, all his kids are named George. Uh, I just feel bad for the girl. So, uh, Brian, thanks a lot for being with us tonight, and uh, we uh, hope to hear you for you real, hear from uh, you again really soon. And uh, yet, you're officially the Jay Leno of the Jeep Talk Show. And I'm uh, glad to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Well, it goes without saying. Big thanks again for Brian for coming on the show, having the balls to come on the show, <laughs> and talking about Route 16 and all the things that uh, they got going on this year. Speaking of which, uh, Brian. When's when's your next show? When's the next show that you're going to be at? So, uh, <clears throat> like we said in the uh, interview, we got I got a couple guys going to be out at Go Topless this weekend. Going to have one in Fable at Bubble Thirty Three. Frank uh, Fireman Frank with his red Jeep. Uh, he's going to be out there at uh, get with Gig, Gig Ugly Customs, and then Frank the Tank, uh, the amazing spotter. Uh, from the Route 16, he's going to oh, be going out. streaking. At, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be out at Carolina Beach this weekend as well uh, for Go Topless, and they're going to have some swag. So definitely go check them out. Go meet them, talk to them, and uh, you know maybe I have something for you. Uh, we're also going to be down at the Rockingham Racetrack down in July, and they're going to have a. There's like a big thing that's kind of grown down here, Jeeps and Coffee, and there's a. Great bunch of ladies who have started that in Fayetteville, and it's gotten so big, they're doing a big event down in uh, the Rockingham Racetrack. So that's going to be amazing. That and sounds we're gonna cool. we bringing one of the brands out there for that. And then, you know, later in the year, we're looking at some other things as far as, like, uh, working with Outer Banks Jeep Jam, Top Sail Island, that stuff. We love doing those things. So, yeah, just stand by and listen to all those great things we get to do. Every time I've heard uh, Get Ugly Customs tonight, first off, I love the name, but I, I keep having this thought of uh, 2 a.m. at the bar. I, I just, you know, I don't know why, but it's just like, okay. They are such great people. Um, <laughs> they really are. Um, they'll, they'll tell you if you're messing up. They're, they're definitely direct people. Um, Gina, you know, hardcore Italian lady. Uh, but I tell you, that's one person. Definitely, if there's anything going on, uh, she definitely is out there in the community looking where she can provide support. Uh, she has a tremendous heart. So really Way good cool. company there. So uh, if you guys go out and uh, you meet Brian at Route 16 or any of the Route 16 people uh, for the first time, make sure you let them know that uh, you heard uh, heard them on the uh, heard about Route 16 on the Jeep Talk Show, and you're just saying hello. Hey, coming up next week, Dan Greck from The Road Chose Me after 999 days. Josh. Couldn't wow. make it an even thousand. <laughs> I know. I mean, I was, no, no, yeah. damn it. Nine times. Nine times. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, nuts. Jeez. Well, well all oiled machine. Anyway, after 990 day, 99 days circumnavigating Africa, Dan is done. He's wow. he's packed up the Jeep and he is back. Uh, well, I shouldn't say back in the States, but he's in the States. That's the U.S. And uh, he's going to, and, and the great thing, Tammy, is, is he, he actually doesn't have to figure out uh, internet service because it's all over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to uh, just actually reached out to him today. We worked it back and forth, and uh, he's coming on next week. So we'll get uh, 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 get a great idea of what it was like uh, oh, yeah. for a, a, nearly a thousand days going around the uh, outside of Africa. I think he said uh, on his webpage, uh, uh, theroadshowsbe.com, 
uh, 35 countries is what he drove through. I think it was amazing. right. Amazing. Right. Yep. It's amazing, amazing adventure. Uh, imagine, and I still, I still say it's amazing he survived. Africa would just scare the hell out of me. Seriously, oh, yeah. <laughs> especially there for that long, and really all you got's your Jeep, man. That's that is something else. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the final leg went for him. So uh, this should be a very, very good interview. I want to know what he's what's what is he, what else is going to go on. I mean, I'm sure he's told us uh, right. What's some next? Yeah, what's the moon? Is he is he working a deal with SpaceX to <laughs> ship the Jeep? You know. <laughs> Uh, just a joke, Dan. Don't do that. You'll die. You'll die for sure. From the mind of Nikki no. G. <laughs> now muting Tammy. Yes. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I'm sure as you know by now, Tammy came down to North Carolina and we went wheeling together with a group of people. Had a good time. That's Brian, the group of people. And I don't know <laughs> what she said, but I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, not true. Uh, all I got to say is I didn't do it. No one saw me do it. You can't prove a thing. Uh, there have been some Bigfoot sightings in North Carolina, and uh, Bigfoot is partial to uh, shackles. Uh-huh. And that's all. I'm going to leave it there like that. And there was also a rumor floating around that I got stuck many times and uh, had to be recovered, which is totally untrue. Three times is not several. It's that's a few, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's true. I got stuck and had to get pulled out, but uh, I look at it as it helps improve my gas mileage. True. Yeah, I know <laughs> that's really lame. <laughs> I was going to tell you a joke about construction, but I'm still working on it. Ah! All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. I see what he did there. <laughs> These are the jokes, folks. Doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> you know, actually, Nikki G is is an amazing wheeler because if seriously, if you see his tires, how he made it through those trails is beyond me. But um, I think we should start a fund. Josh, we help. need to we need to yes. work on a promo, a little drop about. Uh, now you no. can help Nikki G get new tires for his. I Honestly, I think Nate and Nikki G need to hook up because Nate's got like six pairs of tires right. in his garage. Very true. And Nikki G is wor- rolling on a bald on a set of baldies. Right. So I, I don't know. There might be there might be some way we can uh, we can get him uh, get those two together. I don't know. Hey, so this is Alex from Panama City, Florida, and Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Um, all about clothes system winching. I uh, grew up around Jeeps and around sailing, so if that stuff's, you know, has any any possibility coming loose and hitting a crew, that's a, that's a no-go. Uh, also a soldier in the Florida National Guard and uh, responded to Hurricane Michael, and we did a lot of jerking stuff around the yard and clearing routes and all that during the storm. So, hope I can win that thing. Uh, currently, I have a 2008 WK with 190,000 miles on it. Uh, my intent was to get a, a JK there at the end of last year, but the hurricane knocked out my finances and hoping to have a Wrangler by the end of this year. But I love my WK. She's been good to me. And uh, the exception of one car, all I've ever had is Jeeps. Oh, I love that. That's nice. You know, uh, I, I saw something interesting today on YouTube. Uh, it was uh, somebody pulling a stump out of the ground, and uh, they were actually using uh, one of those little four-wheelers as the, the thing to pull the stump out. But the, the amazing thing was the 42-to-1 
uh, ratio uh, that they set up through a number of, uh, uh, damn it, I'm brain farting on the thing. Snatch blocks? Yeah, snatch blocks and trees and ropes. And it was like all over the place. And they just did just used a four-wheeler. And they mm-hmm. pulled this huge stump out of the ground, and it shot out of the ground. Whenever it, <laughs> I'm not, it was a full size tree uh, stump that uh, was wow. in the ground. Yeah, it was. It was. It's amazing what you can uh, what you can do with the right leverage. Okay, class, it's time for a review. Let's check it out. Check it out. It's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Yeah, what is it, and why do I want it? So this item is something everybody should have in their Jeep and put it underneath your driver's seat because it will come in handy. And that is, I the one I have is a Gator Jaw soft shackle and it's green and black. And this thing came in handy when I was at Uari, when I was going up the Walk of Shame trail, which I am now calling, um, because I couldn't make it up and they had the Bubba Rope on standby and the Jeep in front of you, they didn't let them go any further because they knew they, they might have to pull someone out. So the bubble rope's on standby, and they're getting ready to loosen my shackle. And I'm like, no, don't you touch my D-ring. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I said, hey. And I pulled this soft shackle out from underneath my front seat, and I gave it to him. And this makes it so much easier to, to hook up your recovery strap with the shackle to the D-ring. And these things are amazing the one that i have is a thirty-two thousand pound breaking strength the rope diameter is seven sixteenths inches it's flexible and it easily wraps around the most difficult pulling points and you can just like slide it through the d-ring you don't have to take the d-ring off they're made in the usa when they're hooked up together like one end is a loop and one end is a really tight ball and you just put the loop over the ball and it stretches it and it keeps it tight. Um, but that little bow in the middle is six inches. Um, it's made from plasma UHMPE, which I actually am not sure what that is. Um, $45 on Amazon. I'm sure Brian at Route 16 can tell you where else you can get them. They come in all different colors. I also got a purple one, but it's not a gator jaw one. Um, I highly recommend it. This is the most used piece of recovery gear I have used. Um, like I said, you don't have to unscrew your D-ring to get your tow rope on the recovery strap. And we used it several times in Uari. And actually, the day before I left for Uari, they had to use it in the shop where I work. Um, they were hoisting up a elevator ceiling and they needed just a little bit of extra something to hold this strap up. And I pulled my, um, recovery strap or my soft shackle out of my Jeep and they used it. I was just going to ask you, what are you doing walking around work with the uh, recovery strap? (laughs) (laughs) She's around her neck, you know. What kind of, what kind of problems you guys have in there? (laughs) the, The guys at work are like, what do you use those for? And I'm like, it's for recovery. Because they have filthy minds. Well, you got to be um, you got to be more specific. They may think you're yeah. collecting dead bodies, you know. Right. Well, that's true. So anyway, it's um, highly recommend everybody should have at least one. I have two. So if you have an idea for a product review, just visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on our next product review. And coming up in a few minute fo- few minutes, folks, we're gonna. Hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Ware.
Well, uh, this fire sure is not... Well, wait a minute. That's not a Route 1-6 uh, fire pit. That's actually Brian. Roll Brian around. He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I listen, when I was listening to uh, Tammy talk about those recoveries, I just realized, you know, when I got home, you know, you got to go through maintenance and clean stuff and all that. All my recovery gear was pretty clean, so I was pretty happy about that. I thought you were going to say you were missing a recovery strap. I, I was waiting for it. Honestly, I was waiting for it. I was hoping. My fingers were crossed. I was like, please, please you, say you lost a shackle. And you happened to be missing a gator strap. Black, yeah. yeah. Well, Jeep Mama was looking at those worn hyperlinks. I know that. Yes. Yes. Those were super nice. Yeah, those she, are great uh, for soft shackles. To, so you can, you know, those right there, a really good thing to just easily use a soft shackle on too. And Brian, thank you for reminding me. So that was one of the first things Brian showed me when we I pulled up is these the hyperlinks on the front of his Jeep. And he said he had to lock, he put Loctite on him because he didn't want anyone to steal his shackles. <laughs> no, so these, things are, proof, these things are real nice. I mean, they're, but uh, yeah. But right there that shackles are stolen. Uh, worry about something being stolen is not the same thing as being stolen, Tammy. It, it, it is. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Just uh, saying. I was just, I was just rem- reminiscing on how pleasant Tammy was to Nikki G in the Nikki G segment. And it, it dawned on me that I, I see a glass of wine in her hand. Tammy gets really nice whenever she's drinking. So. <laughs> it's, it's water tonight, Tony. Or vodka. Although I've never seen ice in vodka before, but who am I to say? I've got a couple fingers of whiskey here with me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> gee, Josh, I forgot about this. Uh, you're actually having to take the plunge here on something, aren't you? I know. I know. Yeah. Forking out, forking out the dough. I've been saving up for a while and, and uh, got a buddy who's, uh, who's leaving a very well-known um, off-road parts store. Rusty's? No, <laughs> it's actually a chain a chain store of uh, of uh, off road. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention the name because I don't want to take any risk of getting him in trouble because the deal that I got would certainly get him fired. Um, so uh, yeah, but uh, got the purchase the gears, um, picking them up tomorrow. Uh, so finally gonna have them in hand. Uh, labor will be coming probably another month or two down the road later this summer, uh, most likely uh, when schedules and and funds will allow. Uh, but got the gear, uh, 456 G2 full set uh, with, uh, re, uh, you know, the full master install kits and the whole kit and the caboodle. So I'm very stoked about that. i uh, got a gun show coming up this weekend. I'm going to be attending as well uh, and going to be doing a full audio system install. Uh, going to gut what's in there and doing a, a deck, uh, five channel amp, four speakers and a subwoofer install on another XJ actually this Saturday. So I'm um, looking forward to that as well. Been a little while since I've gotten my hands dirty doing uh, some electrical work. Uh, so yeah, got a full weekend ahead of me. So wire nuts and uh, cellophane no. tape. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stock up at uh, Home Depot before you uh, oh. tackle the project. And I'm replacing the catalytic converter on the Honda. So yeah, got all, all sorts of stuff going on this weekend. <laughs> Well, good, yeah, Tammy. I, I wanted to know about your winch. I, you know, you were talking about all this recovery stuff, and I didn't hear uh, the winch that you that you won. Did you? Yeah. Was it stolen? I, no, was it connected? It was it connected yes. to a D ring that was stolen, and it just happened yes. to go with it? <laughs> it's actually, uh, gosh, when the last week I went to Adrenaline Off Road, and I'm really gr- glad I went there because I'm I'm sure I could have installed it myself. It's a super easy install. But one of the things I probably would not have 
been aware of is where to wrap the wires in the engine. And so I took it to Adrenaline Off-Road. Thank you, Jeff, and the bearded twins, um, Atari and Daniel. (laughs) They are, they are really great guys. They are now my, my, my mechanics. Um, So I did a video. I will be posting it on Sunday and they helped me install the winch. Well, I helped them install my winch and I did a video on it and it's really interesting to, if you've never done any sort of wiring inside the engine of your Jeep, you, it's a good thing to watch. Um, so I'm more familiar with where things should go and how you can take things apart to, to put the wires in, but it works. It has a little orange light that um, lights up the the synthetic rope. Yes, Tony, it's a synthetic rope winch. I saw that. I looked up yeah. that winch and I saw that it had a little light yep. there on the uh, the yeah. drum area. So, um, and we almost, almost, almost thought about using it at Uari um, on this one trail, but oh, dirty rope! You don't want that. <laughs> but it, but it would I, get permanently. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, can't use the winch. I would have it's, had to. It's so I would have had to come back down this rocky part of the trail, Brian. It's the part where we turned. Had to make a um a left turn back up. Turn. Yeah, back up, and there was those rocks up yep. there. Um, I would have had a really hard time getting back backing up on that trail. So the person who was behind me, I think it was this. I can't remember at that point. It might have been the samurai. They made it up. It was no problem. So the winch is working. While we were there, we replaced my second steering stabilizer because the other one we noticed was leaking again. I seem to have a leaking problem with my Jeep. Um, so that that's pretty much... I've been busy. Very busy. I, th- I think it's um, good that Tammy, after these number of years, Tammy has learned to be more specific uh, when she said leaking problem, she threw there in there with with the Jeep really quick. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to see yeah. her have a winch. It was really good to see oh, that. Oh, I know. And, and yeah. Then and that should mean that she got stuck as soon as she got one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did get stuck. There you I go. Did, but but uh, th- isn't it great to have that confidence of knowing that even if you weren't uh, around a bunch of other people. Now right. you have a, a another uh, mechanism uh, to possibly unstick you. You know, Tammy, you need to win another winch and then get one of those caddies uh, for it so that you can mount it in the two-inch receiver in the back of your Jeep. Yeah. And then yeah. come in or go in, you got a winch. Right. But what I was going to, Brian, I wanted to ask you, you know, the Bubba Rope um, that we were using at Uari, I really, really want to get one, but I noticed how expensive they are. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they're expensive because uh, you know you're you've really got to you, you can get more affordable synthetic line out there. You can get more dynamic, you get more affordable dynamic rope uh, recovery line, et cetera, et cetera. There's they're out there, but do you want to buy it from someone that's kind of just making them, or you want to go through someone who actually goes through a full testing, kind of like an energy engineer approach to it, um, and actually has a solid warranty because. When you're using something like that, that's safety equipment. You want that to work when you need it. You're bringing it out for a reason. So, you know, some things like that might cost a little bit, but you're getting that confidence that it has gone through all the uh, quality analysis and testing, you know, like a Factor 55 product is a good example. 
I love how they go about their business. Um, so there, there are affordable solutions out there. Uh, you know, synthetic rope, you definitely go on. Uh, hey, I'm, I shop on Amazon. I'm, I'm fine with you guys, you know, <laughs> talking about Amazon. Uh, the, but there's some things you just don't cut corners on, in my opinion. Um, but that's everyone has to decide what they're going to do. But I will tell you this. There are other solutions out there um, depending on what you're using it for. And one of the things I still have, one of my very first things before I even had a recovery line, a winch, anything – I use one of those sling straps that they uh, helicopters carry uh, cargo from, and it's pretty long and it's rated to about like eighty thousand pounds. That thing, you know, limb saver. I can use it to, you know, pull someone out, whatever the case may be. It's a nylon, heavy duty nylon strap with multiple bows in it. Um, so, you know, there are some other solutions you can look at too that might be a little bit affordable that will uh, you can use with confidence, but. Yeah, they are expensive. There's a lot of stuff like that out there. Right. Welcome to the Jeep life. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, what? What that rope that we were using was a Bubba rope, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah. Bubba rope actually helped. So Brian reached out to them, and that's what's great about Carolina Trails for that Yuari uh, evasion. They always reach out to a lot of different brands, and those. And that's what's great about the screen. They they come through, and Bubba rope was one of those great brands that came through. And, you know, Brian made sure to say, hey, we're going to definitely test this product out there, let you guys see it. And that's what helps you get the confidence in it because a lot of times you, you see this, and I'm not saying this just to be mean or whatever, but, you know, you see these mall crawlers, you know, people go out and buy sexy things and all this. They have no clue how to use it. They don't even know what they're buying. Um, and that's one great thing about Brian's club, you know, Carolina Trails is, when they kind of get behind a brand, they're actually going to go out there, use it, let the group, let them learn from it and all that. It's just not there to be, you know, looked at and something nice in someone's vehicle. So, yeah. And good, we use that, thing. that. We use that yep. thing several times that day. Tammy, you need, to, uh, you need to plan a, a video series uh, about wheeling. And, and in, your, in your first video should be meeting at the mall with all these Jeeps. Uh-huh. And getting them acclimatized uh, to their environment and then, you know, moving them from the speed bumps to the off-road. I think that'd be there hilarious. <laughs> so I know I talked about, uh, I think it was last week. Uh, yeah, it was last week. Uh, I talked about uh, long arms. You weren't here, Tammy. Uh, and I've uh, actually ordered a set of uh, long arms. Uh, so uh, I was actually in contact with uh, Andy over at Ironman uh, uh, 4x4fab.com. Uh, and I was asking him, uh, somebody had asked me, I uh, recently uh, uh, put on the uh, a tie rod that I got from uh, Ironman uh, Fab 4x4, and I had noticed that when I was uh, hanging it up in the garage to paint it, that I was able to run a wire all the way through it. And somebody, when I posted up the pictures, they said, is that a solid tie rod? And in, in, in the ad that is on his site, it says solid tie rod. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. Uh, I'm no genius, but if I'm able to run a wire all the way through it, that's not solid, I don't think. So I, I checked with him on it, and I found out that uh, I was upgraded. He had some uh, chrome molly shaft laying around, so he made my tie rod out of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. It is very yeah. cool. And I wasn't bitching at him. I just wanted to understand what solid was because it, it, maybe it meant something else. To me, it just meant it was a solid rod, and they you know drill it out and thread it, and you put your tie rod ends in it. So I was real happy to find that out, and uh, uh, I said, "Wow, great, thanks." I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't realize, and 
Uh, by the way, are, are the uh, long arms that I ordered a week ago ready yet? And it clearly says 30 days on the uh, on the site. So he, <laughs> <laughs> Andy says, yes, but I have to do all that building stuff. <laughs> so so uh, waiting on the long arms. That's going to be fun uh, getting those on there. I'm not looking forward to cutting off the upper control arm mounts on my Jeep, though, because yeah. <sighs> that's no going uh, back. No, no going back after that. No, it's uh, it's got to work after that. But it's uh, Andy makes some really good stuff, and it's beefy yeah. as hell. And I have uh, no concerns that it's going to be just fine. Uh, it's just it's just like cutting that first hole in your Jeep. You know, it's just like oh, and then cutting something off that's a major part of uh, the the suspension is going to be uh, be really interesting. So I wanted to ask you guys uh, something. I, uh, uh, I I know I was chatting with you, uh, Josh. Tammy, you may have been uh, in on that about uh, getting the Jeep out before summer hits because uh, I think I can make it uh, to uh, Hidden Falls, the place that I went last year, mm-hmm. uh, and do some off-roading. I got that brand-new Atlas in there, and I want to use it. And uh, I, uh, I thought I better get out there before June hits and the temperatures really start getting up. So I uh, posted up on uh, all the uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show social media that uh, I was going to go to Hidden Falls, and uh, not this weekend, but next, so Memorial Day weekend, and I thought to myself, good Lord, I don't want to go on Memorial Day weekend. I went, well, I got that big-ass sticker on the Jeep. That probably would be the best time to go. So I put the word out, so you know, maybe get some people to meet me up there. We could wheel together. Nothing. Crickets. Nobody has said anything oh. about, about joining me. So I'm no Jeep mama, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be a problem? Because we always say, don't wheel alone. I'm sure there's going to be other people there. I'm just not going up there with an individual or a group. It, is it something I should not do or wait till I have somebody to meet me up there for sure? Or, uh, I mean, I'm not really used to this. This, uh, uh, I mean, if I was going to go off someplace all by myself, I wouldn't want to do that, but I figured that since there's going to be other people in the park, that it should be okay. I would recommend reach out to a group that, you know, that goes out there, um, someone that actually knows the area. You might have to, you know, lack of a better term, creep on their social media to kind of see who's actually has a lot of activity in, in that area um, and just reach out to them. Uh, that's one great thing about the community. Um that's how people get connected. Hey, you guys going out there, seeing you a couple of times. You mind if I join you sometime at times when you go to the park, like you are is a great example. People are like, Hey, can I jump in your line? You know, with you? Yeah, no problem. You give them a kind of quick brief orientation. Hey, this is what we're doing. Da, da, da. And then, you know, you're able to go in there, but reaching out to a group might be a good one uh, to help you out. If not a local four by uh, four wheel uh, drive shop, you know, garage, whatever um, they might have some, uh, contacts within the community that you could reach out to as well all right so it is a bad idea just just going out there and hoping uh uh, living off the kindness of others well i know people when they go to roush creek there i've I've been inside the little office and um actually we had one guy join us you know he's like i don't have because they won't let you wheel by yourself there but you know if you get there early enough you can wait and see if someone will let you you know join their little group Wow, sounds really iffy. That's a, a good long drive to go right. out there and not do anything. Yeah, I would coordinate something. That way you kind of have some times, you know, um, you, you definitely want to try and coordinate something because 
again, you get kind of a feel of the group as well that you're going with. Whereas, you know, if you just meet someone and you just join their stack, you, you know, it's kind of a quick conversation and uh, you hope for the best kind of thing. Um, you take, it's just a little bit better, I think, when you actually reach out to someone, give them feedback. And then on top of it, you, you connect with someone from that group that's kind of like your, you know, uh, liaison. So, you know, someone you can ask questions to directly. You already, ha you already have a rapport. And, you know, if there are things going on that you don't understand as far as with the particular group, as far as the way they might do some certain safety briefs or how they break their group or everything, you have someone you can communicate directly with, not just, oh, I'm just going to be quiet and try and figure it out. Well, from what you guys are saying, it sounds like I might need to, um, uh, if, if some people uh, jump up and say, yeah, I'd like to go, I'd like to meet you out there, uh, great. Otherwise, it sounds like I need to wait for a group that's going out. I've actually been invited to uh, Barnwell uh, uh, Park. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's not that far from uh, Hidden Falls, and uh, but that's in October, and it should be cooling off by then, uh, but I don't want to wait that long. I mean, it's been a right. year since I've been, and... Um, uh, with uh, the the running hot on the freeway, I've got an aluminum radiator in there now. I found out recently about the my plugged catalytic converter, and uh, the gas mileage has gone way up. And uh, uh, it's possible that that could have been uh, contributing to the uh, running hot on the freeway. And I'm just very hopeful that I can actually take the Jeep and take it off road. That I've been building this thing for so long, I get to drive it every day. I just don't get to drive it off road. So. It's uh, it's frustrating. So it sounds like I may have to. Uh, if something may come up, but it sounds like I may have to uh, uh, not go and then wait for a uh, an event and then tag along with that. I get invited a lot. I just I just never can't go because it's it's too far away uh, for the Jeep. Uh, to, it starts overheating. Oh, and uh, I'll extend this thing a little longer. I forgot to mention it last week. Um, I uh, I really want to get out to these events. And, and that includes like some of the big events like Easter Jeep Safari. I would uh, have a goal that I want to get to Easter Jeep Safari uh, next year. And uh, to accomplish that, I want to get a tow rig. I don't think I'm going to get a low, boil, a low boy trailer right away, but I do believe uh, a friend has suggested just do flat towing. And uh, I, uh, I would like some recommendations uh, on a tow rig, uh, one uh, listener has recommended uh, uh, like a Ford F-250 with the 7.3 liter uh, diesel. I really like that idea. Uh, they're not that expensive. Some of the older ones uh, are not that expensive. And uh, I'd like to know what uh, your uh, thoughts are on uh, a towing, uh, a tow rig and uh, towing a vehicle. Now, keep in mind, I'm in Texas, southeast Texas. So it's going to be about a 15-hour uh, drag for the flat towing. Uh, to uh, Easter Jeep Safari and uh, I really want to make it there and, uh, and other places around the country and uh, I, I, I don't know I haven't actually looked at the at the travel time and it might be prohibitive to do all this in one year but it'd be great to get out to your worry I've, uh, I've, I've heard so much about that and it would be great to get up to uh, Rosh Creek and uh, and wheel up there so I'm gonna try to do my my damnedest to get the the red Jeep out there where where you guys are and uh, meet a few of you guys and uh, let you put uh, milk cartons on my milk carton stickers <laughs> on my Jeep. No, the black Jeep's rock stickers. <laughs> there are probably more than one on there. I could just see that happening already. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I should have put one on your Jeep, Brian, too. Not after the steak incident, Tammy. Uh, well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was quite angry there. Angry, yeah. I yes, get that way too, angries. man. Yep. Give me my food, damn it. 
Yeah, that was pretty crazy. But hey, yeah. you know what? I was really happy with the people I was with. So right, and you positive. know what? It, it it creates great memories. We'll talk about it next year. Oh Remember yeah, with Brian. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, is your snake okay, Brian? No, you can tell yeah. us. It's all right. No. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever be ordering steak again. Not, not from there. That place. No. no. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. So. Well, do you want to join in on the campfire side chat? We'd sure love to have you here. Pull up an adult beverage in a chair and join in on the fun. Go to deeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways you can reach out to us and, well, join in. Now let's get some to some events from around the world and maybe in your neck of the woods. Let us know about your event, one that you're planning or volunteering with. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, click and fill out our wheeling wear form. Got this one in just under the wire. Got to give a thank you and a shout out to Mike uh, from Overland Archie. And they're planning a trail cleanup at the Wharton State Park, May 25th, just around the corner. Wharton State Forest in the Pinelands in New Jersey, where it's all going down. And we also have, happening May 30th through June 2nd, multi-day event, Grand Mesa Jeep Club and Genrite Off-Road is presenting the Rocky Junction and Rocky Mountain Off-Road Expo, happening in Area 21 in Fruta, Colorado. For more information on these events or any others, just visit the JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, remember, the best way to help the show is to get a friend to subscribe to. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. If your girlfriend is angry because you told her you are going to work on your Jeep and she wants to argue about who Dana Locker is, then I'm afraid to, sir. You may need to run. Run fast, run far, and don't look back. Keep to the chopper. Podcasting since 2010.